welcome to We'd Rather Be Reading. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Leah. And we are figuring out what we're reading, <laughs> which is hard we these days. We did speed reading this. I think we got oh so involved in the books. Like, we, we chose good books. Yeah. If you guys haven't read along and you don't even know which books yet that we've read after this no, one, but, but then you, you should definitely follow along. These are really good books that we chose this week. Really good books. Like, and for next week also. So good that we don't really want to record this. We just want to sit and read. And, and read and <laughs> talk and then message each yeah. other while we're message reading. Message each other while reading. Do you know what? It's we're kind of on pace with each other right yeah. now, which is uh, not so common. No, but I think it's because we're actually reading books that we both like. Which, yeah, which makes that's it true. That's true. That's true. But we read um, Prince this of week Never. We read Prince of Never by Juno Hart, yeah. and we had some uh, predictions for that one. And now we're going to have to try to remember what it was all about, <laughs> uh, which is which is always a challenge. But I think I think we can do it. But this book we listened to the both of us listened, right? Neither of us read. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, I read. Did you I read. Mean, I, I, Prince of Never. I, I don't know. No, we listened. Remember we listened? the girl? She like tried to put on a oh, young yeah. girl's voice. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then there was the male narrator. God, it's this on storytelling. We, oh, we listened to we Prince listened of Never. Yes, and I did like her. I liked her narration though. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. You were hating a bit on her. I. I didn't mind her so. Much. Um. No, this was my hate on the nar- female narrator. Mm-hmm. Was that she sounded like. She should be maybe our age, maybe even have uh like our tone of voice. But she did this to sound like she was a teenager. And Fair maybe enough. not in a Valley Girl voice, but still it was like higher pitched and it didn't sound like her real voice. And if I had to listen to myself talk like this for the entire podcast, I would fucking put needles in my she eyeballs. Should stop doing it now because I'm not listening to this when I edit and it's already grating on my ears. So let's This is what I mean. So every time she had to talk, I was like Good God. No, it was it was not my favorite female narrator. The male narrator was super. He was great. Yeah, he was good. Um, so it was dual perspective book from the Prince of Never's perspective, which his name is actually Everend. Yes. And and he's a, a elemental fae, so he's in charge of air. Mm. And in his family, there's a curse a black blood curse that moves from the oldest um, in line and can only be broken if they find their queen, if they find a wife, basically. And when that happens, the curse goes dormant and then it comes back in their eldest child until they either find their chosen one. uh, And not just any wife. They can't just get any wife. It needs to be a specific wife. Um, Or they succumb to the curse and it basically... it causes them so much pain and grief that they will die from it. Um, because yeah. their older brother they're Rain poison. They're getting poison inside yeah. from the blackness. And it, it makes them crave violence and, and stuff. And the curse was put on them by air, which this got a little bit confusing in my head because Ever is the elemental fae of, of air. air, but there's also the element air, which is a mage. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's element ether, ether, and the other ones, and and 
they're actually more in tune, I guess, with these elements. I it was unclear. They to seem me to exactly sort of be, be kind of like the gods who are like playing yeah. games with but, the fae. But it was Air who put this curse on the family. Yeah, on his family, and it's also Air. She did it because she wants to be the queen. It's very confusing because and that was very confusing. I'm not sure. Part. Okay, maybe not confusing, but kind of weird. Like why? Would she want to put her curse on people <clears throat> who have her elemental magic? And then, but it because she just... wants to be the queen, but every time there's a male and they find their partner and she tries to fuck it all up the entire time, Yeah, she time, tries right? to choose like a very difficult partner for them to love. Yeah. That's the whole thing. But, and... but it wasn't just people of her element. It was any element. Or in her... Her curse was for any element because it, it passes to uh, Raph after ever leaves into the human world to follow the main girl, Lara. And Raph's element is And Raph, Raph is fire, right? I have no idea. He's fire because he keeps playing with fire oh, all the time okay, and he has okay. no eyebrows. And then he has the curse because the, the uh, epilogue is all about him. And it's going to be the And his book, curse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it I wasn't didn't just... like the epilogue. Of course, we have to go through the entire book first, but know that each book is sort of a standalone story yeah. of a romance, right? Yeah. And so the next book is going to be about his brother, yeah. and they already tell us who his mate is. Yep, they told us that in the... In the epilogue. In the, oh, even, yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't too... Honestly, it's supposed to be... I think there's a lot of good things um, about these books. I found them funny. I found this particularly ever, I found them hilarious. There was like this... He's drunk at one point, and he's he brings Laura to his chamber, and he's all like, "I wonder what she will think of the three rooms I spend most of my time in brooding about the poison in my veins." <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, at least he's got some self insight. <laughs> when he goes to the human world, and he starts to talk about how all of the like sentences that we say as humans that make yeah. no sense, I was yeah. laughing out uh, loud. He is funny. He's funny. <laughs> He is. It's like and, piece of cake. Yeah. She said something was easy, meaning piece of cake, yet there was no tarts that came out of this. No cakes. <laughs> <laughs> no one brought up any cakes. <laughs> no. no. Uh, How rude. How very rude. rude. That? Very rude. But there was but uh, there was parts of this romance that I did not appreciate. Like I thought it went very much from them kind of him being dismissive <laughs> that she was a human to all of a sudden he was like oh I want to suck her face you know and then she was all like he's been real mean to me but I think I love him so I'm gonna kiss him you know <laughs> yeah no I didn't like it either and there was and then at the end like they sleep together once and she gets pregnant immediately <laughs> because there's love between them but there's no uh, like it, it, the love wasn't built up honestly and and um and then he goes to find her when she's got across through to the human world and he goes to find her and he's like, I know you're pregnant. I can sense this stuff. And I'm like, creepy. <laughs> yeah, but I, can, I was thinking to myself, like, vampires can, like, hear the heartbeat and stuff like that. But then yeah. I'm like, but he's fake. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Oh, he can matter. feel the breath in the baby. I don't know. But one thing weird. I did like about the romance was actually the time that it took. It was actually six months. Yes. But then he was... Super fast at I the know, end. It's true, it's true. But still, six months to get to know each other. In some of the books we read, the entire trilogy is in two weeks. Yeah. And it's <laughs> and like they've fallen in love. love. Yeah. Eternal love. 
Yeah, I did not appreciate the technology fairies. I like my fairies allergic to iron. I prefer these kinds of... The only other fairy book I've read where there's there's iron is the... um, the Iron Fae, like the, those books. The Iron um, Queen. The Iron Queen. Yeah. And, and, and then it's basically the whole idea in those books is that, um, is that um, the hu- fairies are around. They exist because humans believe in them and that's how they get their power. Mm. And, and the more we believe in technology, the more our society moves. Okay. To, then you get <clears throat> these Iron Fae that mm. are like... So you have things like hacker and virus and, you know, the iron horse and, and you know, these kinds of things. So there's kind of like a development along with human beings, which okay. which I like that tie-in. But this one was like, ha, oh, this person came, she had this computer device and now we care about statistics. And it was like, hmm, all right, I guess, but I don't like it. All right. But yeah. the Faye in this book were also quite naughty and devious and not so nice which are is the kind of fae you like yeah where they're tricksters and they yeah they were they were not so likable you sort of didn't believe you thought everyone was deceitful you thought everyone was going to turn on everyone at some point you thought everyone was good and everyone was also bad and you did not know how that was going to end up for her. I had no idea how she was ever going to get back to the human world. What I thought was very misplaced was that her mom was there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And her mom apparently was the one that helped put the curse on her kids to be the ones that were mated. Not she her kids, up, sorry, her family line. She gave, yeah, she gave up people in her family line to be for heir to bring her back. I think that was it. But I mean, to be mated to these kings, and I was like, weird move, mom. Yeah, but I guess you didn't have kids then, so it's kind of like your future, op- like future down your family line. You're like, oh, whatever, it's not me. Just get me out of here. You know? <laughs> and then later, you're like, oh shit, I like this one. This yeah. sucks, you know, kind of thing. But I mean, I like this kid. <laughs> I like this kid. But I mean, apart from that, I think uh, I will probably read the next book. Not right away. It wasn't like I put no. this one down and wanted because to pick up the next one. Because it is not a continuation one. of the first one. It's but it is a, a totally it different... It is and it isn't. Um, so I, I would probably read it. But the person that he's mated to, she's like sassy and... And she can see. She's fireball like a and, and she is. Stuff, yeah, yeah, she's a seer. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So with that out of the way, we are... <laughs> Moving on, and I was not sure about this book, the next book, at no, all. Like, we've I, it's been up on our list I had a couple it on of our times. list a few times because it was something that we liked Laura Talasa's Bargainer series, yep. and we also, or I like the Court of Thorns and Roses, Sarah J. Mass series, and from those it says, you're going to like this Guild, Glint, Gleam, and Glow series. And when we first looked at it in the description, it says that it's a King Midas retelling and mm-hmm. that there's a girl that's golden and she's kept in a cage and that there is unconsensual sex and rape and a lot of these warnings Yeah, straight up in the description. And then when you're on good reason, you look at the first uh, few... 
um, reviews. reviews. Of course, some of them are good. Uh, but then some of them are also saying, like, I don't want to support unconsensual sex. And we also don't want to support God, that. No. It's not necessary in writing unless... I think it's it's used <coughs> a little bit too much like a trope sometimes. Exactly. Like to move character development forward for a girl she needs to be raped. And, yeah. I, and I hate that. I, I do. It's used in movies and TV shows and, as well. Like way too much, I would say. In fact, in the Bergener series, yeah. she's raped by her stepdad, right? I think so, yeah. And then it's she sort of moves on without having that trauma like really sit on her because... She's able to have, like, free sex with this bargainer guy, like, zero issues. And then when he goes away for seven years, she still has healthy sexual relationships with a bunch of people that she goes to college with or whatever it is. And there's there's not <clears throat> as much as you would think would mentally affect you from being raped constantly by your stepfather. Um, it didn't affect that character. And then it sort of was just like, oh, and she's magical. Oh, and she's a siren. Oh, and she's this and she's that and she's this. And then she's super powerful. And we, we were meant to forget the fact that she was raped. But it was supposed to set her character into this, like, redemption mode. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I didn't think that was that well done. And there was no rape necessary in that book. So we're going to start, before we forget, by judging this book by its cover. And it's got three covers that I can find. So I think this is the cover that you have as well. Yeah. The guilt, it's a birdcage. Uh, the book is called Guild. It's by Raven Kennedy. And it's uh, book one of the Plated Prisoner series. And um, it's, yeah, it's a birdcage. There seems to be some kind of, is that flames or water? Like, there's some golden gilded stuff behind mm, her. Yeah. Uh, and the door to the cage is open, which I guess is important. And in, um, in we're, since we're reading this mm-hmm. ebook style, every chapter also has a cage with it opened. Yeah. Uh, and then the, there's another cover which has oh, never the main this. girl on it, where you see she's golden. I was wondering what she looked hair. like. I appreciate this picture. I had this picture from uh, you watch the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like when they're in uh, when they're with Thor, there's like a, a golden. It's in one of the in whatever one of the Marvel movies. Uh, okay. They go and this is society and they're all gold. And I this is what I picture whenever I, mm-hmm. I picture this. And then there's a third cover which shows the king, Midas, with his golden crown and his cape and her. Oh, wow. There's Warren, a bunch of covers for this. With her golden skin and her golden hair. Um, I mean, clearly you would pick this up based on the cover because all you of- did. <laughs> <laughs> no, for that first cover where it's yeah. the golden cage, uh, I immediately was drawn to it. Like, this is going to be something cool. I, I mean, honestly, I would probably be drawn by these covers, but then reading The Plated Prisoner, I would be like, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I would not pick it up. But because we picked it up because you chose it, mm-hmm. um, I have to say, I did not give this book a very good review after finishing it, and mm-hmm. I continued straight into book two. Mm-hmm. But I like book one more because of book two. Yeah. Uh, but now we're only going to talk about the first three chapters because this okay. is what we're going to do in this one so this book by raven kennedy is guild and it's about Orin, who's a prisoner in a gold cage in king midas castle and he has turned her gold and she has something called ribbons down her back that she can move and they these they're explained on a few places but they're like inch 
thick so along her spine from her neck down to the dimples above her butt. And there's 24. 12 on each yeah. side. So mm-hmm. there's like pairs of them, I guess. And she can move them and they can braid her hair. And when she walks, they drag the floor. So they're quite long. And uh, <laughs> we had so many questions. It starts this book with, uh, with her sitting in a cage, having to watch King Midas having fuck sex. six people yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And uh, that was a heavy intro, right? Yeah. Because as the books continue, it's not that heavy. No, and it's not that sexual either. No, not at all. But it really starts with like Mm. quite graphic Mm. sexual um, content. content. Yeah. And we find out that Oren is about 26 years old and she's been with Midas for the past 10 10 years. And he is the king of the sixth kingdom, which is why there's six. They call them royal saddles, which is another nice word for, I guess, concubines. Harem. Uh, harem. Uh, therefore, riding, which I hate I hate so much. I, I hate know, it so much. But you ride the saddle. Oh, I hate it so and much. And they're not only just for the king, too. The royal saddles are for they're all... They're for royalty. Royalty. Yeah. So all of his guests that are royal, his saddles also Belong are... To yeah. yeah. He can lend ride. them out, yes. Yeah. Um, Except for our gold girl. Because she is his favorite and Mm. he calls her my precious. Um, But Midas is not married to Oren. He's married to Queen Medina. Mm? Melina. 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 And she was really the one who was supposed to be the ruler of the Sixth Kingdom. But because she has no magic, she Mm. had to choose someone with magic to marry. And that's where King Midas comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I am hating already in this book, in the first yeah. three chapters, yeah, yeah, that Midas of... does not have his touch be a curse. Uh, because if you're going to do a retelling of the Midas touch, the whole point of Midas touch, and I did illustrate this to you with a Skittles ad. <laughs> <I know. laughs> this advertisement was Skittles. Because Midas touch is a curse. It's the whole point mm. of Midas touch is that, yeah, he asks that everything he touches become gold, only to realize that he can no longer eat and drink. Uh, and then starves to death, which, you know, uh, <laughs> but we see here in the beginning that Midas is having sex with all of these royal saddles and he's touching things left, right and center and it's not all turned into gold. So no. he has control over his touch. And I hate that because then it's not a curse. It's something a to power. Be, yeah, it's a power. Mm. And he keeps Oren in a cage. I hate that too. This cage I, I had questions about oh, even in the first three so chapters. She's in the cage watching him have sex with six different people. And then he's saying to her, oh, did you like the show? And it makes me so, like, turned on that you're there watching me. And I was like, fuck. Oh, he's disgusting. Oh, it was awful. But then he's like, okay, I'll see you in your rooms later or whatever. Go back to your rooms. Then I was like, how is this cage transporting? (laughs) But But it's not. It's built into the top floor of the castle. So it's kind of like remodeling has been done. So part of every room is her cage. Yes. Like towards the back of the room. So there's, like, um... Cage that is like a corridor cage, and then a little yeah. bigger cage where there's a library, there's and then like another bubbles into the room where she can be, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Awful, yeah, and uh, and expensive and construction. At this point in the book, the king of the fifth um, kingdom, yeah, their neighboring kingdom, is there visiting, and he's a disgusting, disgusting, disgusting man. And what'd you call him, What's King Folke? Folke, yeah. Um, and he is really intrigued by Oren, and yeah. he wants her. And Midas has always turned him down, but all of a sudden, Midas is like, sure, 
for a price. And Aura's like, what the fuck? Mm. And that's where the third chapter ends. So we are getting the impression that he is going to give his favorite girl to this awful, gross, uh, gigantically fat, disgusting king. So I predict here that Oren will be sold for a night and she will be raped. Um, Because I believe there will be rape. There was even in this description that there would be rape. Yeah, that's right. She will realize her King Midas does not actually care about her and she's been suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. She Mm. will break free, but this will probably not have an ending I will like. Most most probably they will try to force a love story for Oren with the king or something like that. Yuck, is my prediction. So yuck. So what is your prediction? My prediction straight away was this is heavy Stockholm Syndrome. And then I also want to point out that we we very much realize Stockholm Syndrome is not a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not technically medically a real thing. No. But it is deep-seated mental and physical manipulation over many years. But it's forming an attachment with your captors, which is captors, which is, I mean, if you've been for 10 years with someone and they're treating you you kind of well, I mean, she's not starving. She's not having to sleep out in the cold. No, he made her gold and she's not able, she's not being raped by anybody else other than now we're not so sure what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. But basically I... My prediction was that this is deep-seated Stockholm syndrome or whatever medical, like, mental illness you want to call it, and that there's going to be something that brings Oren out of it and realize what her her position in life is. And Mm -hmm. I also had early on a prediction that she was going to be something special and that she might be a hidden princess. Yeah, okay. So I guess we will see, uh, because we're going to have to keep reading this. But so far I have many hates for this book. You do. But I feel the hate in for for many characters here, even for Orin, because she mm-hmm. is like a, pretty naive. But uh, I think it's for a reason. I, I felt like it was for a reason for from the beginning. So follow along with us. And stick with it because it is not all that bad. No, it gets better. I mm. can I can tell you that if you can get through the first three chapters and keep reading, you might hate book one, but it's it will for a reason. be explained you in should. book two. You should stick it out. Mm. I have, and we will talk more about that next week. So read along with us and uh, get ready to do some hating on the gold-plated girl <laughs> and her freaking foul-ass King Midas. <laughs> Um, and take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. We'd Rather Be Reading is an original podcast by Jerrica Ceron and Leah Sanfer. The music for The Penguins, written and performed by David Allred from the album The Transition, courtesy of Erased Tapes. Please check him out on Spotify and check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at We'd Rather Be Reading and on Twitter at We'd Rather Read. You can also email us at We'd Rather Be Reading the Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.